Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Tonya Raypan, owner of Chain Breakers Mindset Coaching, a certified neuro-linguistic practitioner, hypnotherapist, and helping use these skills not only to help herself get rid of the limiting beliefs, negative thoughts, and manic depression, but now gives others hope for the future and for their success. Beautiful. Hey, Tonya, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're so, so welcome. Can you expand a bit more on that and let us all know, hey, where are you with your business today and who is it that you love to work with? Sure, I'd love to. Um, So I actually got into neurolinguistic programming and hypnotherapy because I had gone through some counseling from some struggles I was having with my own mental health. And the counseling wasn't getting me to where I felt like I needed to be. So I went off on a search myself to be kind of a self-advocate and started reading a lot of books from a lot of gurus and stumbled across these tools and started doing them on my own and found that they actually were helping me a lot more Mm. and decided that I wanted to dive into them a lot deeper. And um, I decided to get certified in them so I could help others with the same kind of struggles that I was helping. And so I went through the certification and decided that the best thing would be to open a business and try to help others who had gone through some trauma. Mm. And so right now I mostly am helping other women who have been through other sorts of trauma, like domestic abuse or sexual abuse, but it's not completely limited to that, but those are mostly who I can relate to and help. Mm. So it's really people with, you know, sort of bigger trauma. These are the ladies that you love to work with because number one, you've got a personal connection with them. There's so much empathy, so much understanding, but now you've, it's your personal journey. You've gone through and found the right things for you because obviously at the time, whatever you were trying wasn't working. And I love that. There's that entrepreneurial, um, inquisitive, curious mindset of, Hey, gotta be something out there that does work. And I'm thrilled that you found it. And now you get to share that skill with, with other people. Yes. Yes. So what's it like for, what is it like for the ladies that you, that you serve to come into your world, knowing that, you know, you've 
been through exactly what they've been through and you have the right tools tactics strategies principles to help them actually work through it i think it gives them a sense of hope because i know in my own journey that hope is so important for a while there i had lost my own sense of hope and when you get to that place it's really really dark mm. and if there's someone that you can relate to that has been there and has come out the other side successfully that gives you that little edge and glimmer of hope that it's possible for you too and so i think that's so important and if i can see that little glimmer of hope and help them work through that it gives me so much satisfaction and that's what i live for and i you know just hope that they can find me and i can help them through that fantastic and when when your ladies do find you what is it that you sort of find you know, time and time again, you have to help them through initially so that they can you know, work effectively with you? What's the first thing that you think traditionally, I know everyone's journey is slightly different. Everyone's background is slightly different, but are there some commonalities of, yeah, this comes up a lot. Yeah. So surprisingly and not surprisingly, when you've been a victim of abuse, even though that's something that is not your fault, there usually always is this sense of shame and guilt that you have to work through. Mm. And so that's one of the things that has to be worked through. There's also commonly always um, forgiveness issues that have to be worked through. Yeah. So that's another thing that is typically always in the treatment protocol. Then, not surprisingly, there's always some sense of low self-esteem that you have to work through as well, mm. and negative self-talk after going through abuse. So usually most victims have these thoughts continually going through their head that might be, I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. Those types of thoughts. And yeah. so it's really important to um, work through them and reframe those thoughts. First of all, one thing that it, it's kind of it might seem silly, but I call it um, house negative housekeeping or the cancel cancel method. Uh -huh. So the first thing is to really become aware of when these thoughts are popping up in your head. And so the first thing I make them do is be very aware every day when th those type of negative thoughts are popping into their head. And as soon as they notice it, say cancel cancel you don't have to say it out loud because obviously somebody might look at you a little cross-eyed if you're saying it out loud and you're in public but say it in your head to those thoughts just say cancel cancel and so this is your house cleaning um 
I love and that. And the I, more you... I, I want to just yeah. hold space for that right now because I think that's a beautiful technique. I mean, anyone can start using that today. These are things, yes. there are so many amazing tools and tactics and principles at play that we just don't have any idea about, or maybe we neglect them because like, that's too simple. That will never work. That is very much aligned with, I mean, the way we help some of our clients. And this is one thing that helped me, oh my gosh, so much during the early days. Um, one phrase, I don't entertain those thoughts. That's it. Yes. That one principle, I don't entertain those thoughts. And I was saying it out loud. Katie would hear me in the kitchen. I don't entertain those thoughts because something crept in, whether it's a bit of scarcity, a bit of worry, um, a bit of, bit of doubt, whatever it might be. I don't entertain those thoughts. That's a good one too. So powerful. Absolutely. So I want to just not challenge, but you know, if you do have the confidence to say it out loud, I know it adds a bit more weight to it. And then we start to lead into a little bit of sort of the confidence and the emotional immunity with, yeah, I'm going to say it out loud. It becomes part of me, becomes part of what I do, who I am. So I, I, I know we sort of stopped there, but I love that aspect of it. I think that's beautifully put. Yeah. Yeah. And I love yours too. That's very empowering. Um, your phrase as well. And, and it holds the same kind of idea and principle behind it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and then the other types of exercises that I would have them do is the types of thoughts that were coming up for them, actually writing them down and then rewriting that phrase in a different way that's empowering instead mm. of negative. Um, another thing is journaling is important. Um, just any of the traumatic things or any thoughts that are coming up from their subconscious writing throughout the day, just getting those things out of the system is very important as well. And that's something anybody can do. And it, you would think that it's not a big deal, but it actually can be very therapeutic. So the um, women coming through to you, are, are they sort of new to journaling? Are they new to these kind of practices or are they, they sort of, they've done this before and it's just new different techniques. Where, where do you think your, your person is? Yeah, so it kind of depends. If they're coming from counseling, usually counseling is different. Um, they they usually do forms of talk counseling a lot of times. And so it's not as much these types of concepts. It's just talking through with yeah. the counselors. And so these usually are new concepts for them. There might be a little bit of overlay, but typically not. And so these usually are new concepts for the clients. Yeah, I, I kind of asked that because that, then that's got a nuance behind it of you know, to everyone listening, those that you know, journal on a daily basis, you know the power of it. You may not know why it works so well with the different sides of the brain, slowing down your thoughts and entering different phases. But maybe you don't need to know that. But those people who are new to it, again, dropping in my stories, when I was new to, to journal, I was like, I don't want to journal like a, like, like a 16-year-old girl. This isn't for me. Until <laughs> I realized, oh my gosh, the power of it and what yeah. it actually does for me. So 
it can be tough and it can it can be uncomfortable. I don't mind sharing my stories because like the journey I've been on, oh my gosh, the changes I've seen and experienced. But that little bit of back to back to trust and faith, as you said, a little bit of hope. So yeah. do you find it's it maybe sometimes it's tough to encourage people to do the you know, protocols that, that you know can actually really work? Or are you, are you sort of battling through? I'm uncomfortable. I can't do this. I'm not sure how it's going to work. I, it's it's new to me. Is, is that a little, little fine dance that you have to do? Well, I will tell you just from my own personal experience, um, something kind of funny is I, when I was going through counseling, the counselor actually talked to me about mindfulness and meditation and at the time when it was my counselor telling me this I kind of shrugged it off as being stupid honestly (laughs) to say it but I'm just like what's that gonna do for me yeah you know and so for for the listeners who who might not realize the whole mindfulness thing um it's basically being present in in the present moment. And I try to explain to people that if you are um, thinking about the past, a lot of times you're going to be depressed. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking about the future, you're going to be anxious. You're going to have anxiety. So, and, and nobody, she didn't really explain it to me that way. um, When she talked to me about it and I understood it more when I started learning things more on my own, Mm. um, that that's kind of where the mindfulness and being in the present came from. But, um, so that's why you want to be mindful and in the present is because your thoughts, when they're going one way or the other can sway your emotions. And so that whole thing of the mindfulness I thought was really silly when she originally told me and I didn't really listen to and the whole meditation thing to me I kind of it pictured hippies and (laughs) so when I um you know started off on this journey of learning things I found first of all I have troubles quieting my mind to meditate. Then I learned about the Jose Silva method. Have you heard of Jose Silva? So I actually integrate some of Jose Silva's methods into my um, things I teach people. And for those who aren't aware of his methods, um, he teaches you how to meditate at an alpha level. So you actually, it's more of an active meditation um, that slows your brain waves down and it's um, the alpha frequency you're more creative in. And now I found that type of meditation much more easy for me to do. And it also you're able to be mindful in that type of meditation. But back to kind of your original story is I keep that in mind when I'm dealing with clients and like what you said, because 
knowing how I originally thought when my <laughs> um, counselor had told me about being mindful and um, and meditation, I'm assuming probably some of my clients will think some of those exercise of some of those exercises the same way I did when she um, explained it to me that, oh, it's such a simple thing, you know, and how is that going to do anything for me? Just like journaling, they might think of, or this is, it's a, it's a new, a new way of thinking. And from what you said there, it's one person said this, you're like, ah, that's not going to work. I can't see this. How it, it depends one, when you're ready for it and two, what you need to hear. Don't forget yourself. It's the power of woo and the proof of science. We bring the woo and the science. It's the whole, the duality of this. Now, some people need to hear, okay, raising your frequency, being able to connect with your future and past self or with the the higher power, whatever that is for you. Or, hey, you're in beta frequency all day long in your brainwaves when you're problem solving. We need to get you down into alpha. That's where, you, as you said, creativity, inspiration comes. Maybe drop into Delta. That's when you can start to really open up and connect. So it's how you find the right things. So do you want to go spiritual? Do you want to go scientific? Me? I was logical. I was a guy hustling through. So I needed the science to realize, oh, oh shit, yeah. This stuff actually really works. And here's right. the one. So it's finding the right well, thing for you. That's, yeah, that was the whole thing that I realized is that... Um, I need to know the science behind it. And so knowing that part, and that kind of goes with neuro-linguistic programming. In neuro-linguistic programming, what that all is, is um, realizing that every person learns a different way. And um, so some people need to hear things, need to see things. Mm-hmm. And so everybody is going to um, want to react to things different depending on whether they're a visual learner or kinesthetic learner. And so I knew that if I explained things to people in their learning type, that they'll be more accepting of treatment. If that makes sense. So like if my counselor would have told me the science behind why that works, then I would have accepted that it really could possibly work more. Mm. And so that's one thing that I have learned through this journey too. Beautiful. So that's all about, let's break it down to the the core about communication. It's about relationships. You have Mm -hmm. all the skills you, you, you have, you have so much to give not everyone doesn't need everything all at one time they need to take that next yeah. step have that belief have that faith have the knowledge that they don't have whatever that looks like again you said yeah is it visual is it verbal is it science is it the woo is it the hope is it towards pleasure away from pain all these different things yeah. it's different for everyone it's it can be tough so hey let's let's sort of bring this into into the sort of the business side for you because as you enter this, sure. this sort of new business, you've got all these sort of tools and tactics for yourself personally that's helped you to literally change your life. And now you're a business owner, or maybe almost the, the accidental entrepreneur. You didn't quite mean for this to happen, but uh-oh, here I am. And right. so you are not 
most entrepreneurs aren't trained in business, in running a company, in doing all the other jobs around. So we think we're ready, but there's a lot more to it. So how has it been for you? Again, knowing about limiting beliefs and your programming and what's controlling you from a personal perspective, but as a business owner, and to do all these things to get your business up and running, what's that journey been like for you? Um, well, I will say I, I've never been a person that's a marketer or salesman. So it has been definitely um, a struggle. I've had to learn a lot. I've had to have a lot of mentors and coaches along yeah. the way. And so I've, it's been overwhelming at times because mm -hmm. there's a lot of turning wheels when it comes to the actual business side of business. <laughs> um, I would love it if I could just do what I'm good at and mm -hmm. not worry about the business side, but you can't keep running if you're not going to do the actual marketing and sales I learned. Well, I mean, you can. It's called a job. You go work with someone else. But... Right. With that, there isn't the, the sort of freedom, I say freedom, the freedom can be limited to start with, but you know where it's going. You have the ability to work with who you want. So there is, yeah, I think like most people starting out, it's like, I want to do this thing that I'm good at. I, if I can just fulfill and do the thing, the thing that I want to do, life is going to be amazing. But, yeah. ah, there's there's more to this. There's how to, ah, oh, crumbs nurture, bring in leads, um, get my visibility out there, speak my message from my heart, not what everyone else tells me to do. All these marketing strategies right. and systems to use and CRMs and oh my gosh, it doesn't end. So what is it for you that was the first, uh-oh, oh, I've got to solve this problem now. What was what, what was that? Um, the tech side of things has been a huge stumbling block for me. Hmm. Uh, whether you're trying to build your website and then set up marketing funnels, navigating through all the tech of that has been a struggle. It seemed like everywhere I turned, I was running into some new issue with the technology. And it wasn't all just even my ignorance. Some of it was just software now working properly along yeah. the way too. So um, that has been a challenge for sure. And then even with coaching, that can be a challenge because it, it gets overwhelming. You have so many ideas and just sorting through the ideas that you're getting thrown at you because there's so many and not knowing um, kind of where starting how to shuffle through it all when it's yeah. all new to you is a challenge at times too and also kind of being able to know how to prioritize your time with your family because I've been stuck in this cycle of working seven days a week all day long and so my family's used to me cooking and cleaning for them and all that. And now they're like, why doesn't mom have supper ready? And why are the dishes piling up? Oh my God, they got to fend for themselves now. How 
day. Oh my gosh. That they're complaining a lot. <laughs> and then they're like, why are you still on the computer and super snap me? Oh, I thought you were gonna say you didn't have time to, to play with them and, and be with them. It's like, no, they want their dinner, they want their plates clean, their nope. clothes washed. Yep. Yeah, Kids. they don't like oh that gosh. much. Yeah, that's that's about right. <laughs> So yeah, try to keep everybody happy and get this business off the ground. That that's been a little bit of a challenge too. Yeah. So again, there's so many different areas to this. Plus, obviously, your passion with your business, with what you do, who you serve. It's so. From what you're saying, it's so close to you. It's so personal. It is. And so there's that extra, the extra challenge of you know, being a solopreneur, being. A, a woman solopreneur with all the different hats that you wear in the family as well and the desire to help people the desire the needs the the inner strength it's it's beautiful but it can be like if i think you've said overwhelming a couple of times yeah that's it it's, it's overwhelming right right Absolutely. so what's what's the one thing for you what is the one thing right now that if you could solve this problem it'd be like i know there's a whole if then that so let's ignore that that whole challenge over there but if there was one thing that you could like, if that was solved, okay, I could start to see some traction. I could start to make different decisions with my time, with my energy. What would that be for you? Um, I guess if my um, marketing system was in place and producing better. Mm. So I think yeah, a lot of people is like, we, we all need more clients. We all need more leads. But then the challenge comes, then what's next? It's like, cool, the worry about having enough clients. Now you've got the clients. Oh my gosh, I need to actually fulfill. Can I do this? Yeah. There's always like a next level worry. When you said about software, I think it's the same kind of thing where the technology is once you've, hey, once you've built your funnel, it's like, oh my gosh, the funnel's built. I've got this all set down. What you mean now I've got to find out how to bring people to it it brings them right. there's always a next challenge that we have to seek advice or read another book listen to another podcast take another course whatever it might be because there's always a next level there's always a next problem there's always the next thing to be able to do so how have you sort of navigated yourself as you get one thing done but like oh yeah this is the golden level no wait no it's not no there's more to do what's that been like for you personally yeah, yeah, I've definitely experienced that because I'm like, oh, I can have a day off when I get this one. <laughs> and then, mm. then it's like, oh, no, because I got to do this because right away it's going to bring me to this next thing. And yeah, um, yeah it, it's exactly like you said. As soon as you think you checked one box, then you're like, oh, wait, now I got to get this in place. Surprise. Like, um, oh, I got my funnel done. Now I need to get my. Um, email leads in place. So when people are do come to my website, I need to be collecting emails, you yeah. know, so there is always that that next thing and it, it never ends, it seems. Um, and, and so again, it can be um, overwhelming. But in the same token, I keep thinking about the payoff that hopefully some at some point i'm mm. going to be helping a bunch of people and i'll be able to have something of my own because i keep thinking that if you're working for someone else 
you have no control of, you know, your job from day to day and no freedom, no say. And a lot of times it's not rewarding, you Mm. know, and if you're being able to do something rewarding, you know, ultimately, what do you have to be upset about, you know? Beautiful. Yeah, let's flip this script because, yes, it's overwhelming. There's so much stuff. But what have you enjoyed about this particular part of your journey with maybe it's part of the tech, maybe it's the learning. What is it that you've you've actually really loved getting stuck into? I I love the learning. Like I'm kind of a science nerd. So I love the science, um, the learning the science part of the brain and mm. learning more and more how you can do things to change the subconscious. Yeah. So that part I'm definitely a nerd on. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the fulfillment. It is the subject that you have. It's the work that you do. That's where, so all this marketing stuff and funnel bills and ads and organic marketing and blah, 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 all this stuff. That's like, yeah, that's stuff I, I have to do. This right. stuff. This fuels me to learn more about different parts of the brain, how we can rewire sort of the plasticity that that is there, how it affects the body, how it affects decisions. All this stuff is, that's your jam, right? Yep, that's my jam. (laughs) Beautiful. Well, hey, Tanya, thank you so much for sharing what it is that you do. A little bit of your background and where you are right now with your your journey as an entrepreneur on this roller coaster world. Um, Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're so, so welcome. Um, if people want to find out more about you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? Yeah, um, they can go to my website, which is www.chainbreakersmindsetcoaching.com. We do offer free consultations on there. And I also have um, a free PDF that people can sign up. Awesome. Well, everyone, go and check that out. Go grab it. And hey, Tonya, thanks again. This has been it's been an awful lot of fun. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark. Wanna do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So, what happens next? We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. See you next time. Bye.